0: okay so we talked about creating the game that i'm going to be doing this uh iron sworn raven thing with and i'm going to talk about now um the first couple of sessions of play that i did i want to reiterate i'm not playing the game right now i'm talking about when i played the game um, i'm going to start playing it again and i'm going to do that as actual play where i'm recording it but for right now what i'm doing is sort of recounting the first uh series of sessions that i that i did and kind of where things left off, uh, partly just to catch everybody up, and uh, partly to remind myself because it's been a little while. Um, uh, it just, I just I had to stop for a little while, uh, not for any reason in the game, just had ran out of time to do it. So I'm trying to get spun back up so I can get going again. All right, so we've got gesture this way. We've got Bridget, Brigida. We got Brigida. Uh, she's ready. Um, got her set up in stats. I did all of this stuff largely in Roll20, um, just for myself because they have a great sort of character keeper in there and a character sheet, all that kind of stuff, um, and I was able to capture screenshots of the uh, dice rolls as I was going and that kind of thing. Uh, the first couple of sessions I did using a uh, app for Iron Sworn that is on Android. But I don't think that's being updated anymore, and it wasn't really working that well for me. Um, so anyway, so now got the basic background for the character. We've got the essential setup for the world, and it's time for me to sort of again. I'm doing this as solo play, right? So I'm doing this as um, I am both the GM and the player, which is why the oracles that come in Ironsworn are so important, because you really can't. It's not as easy to surprise yourself when you're doing a game. Uh, the oracles and the dice help you interject unexpected events into a story that would otherwise just be you sort of daydream um and that's what i really appreciate it and this game more than any other game i've ever run into does it really really well in a way that is accessible i've seen solo play oracles and tools and stuff in the past and they're just terrible they're just they're just they're not user-friendly they're they're not inspiring at all and uh For whatever reason, Iron Sworn, the stuff that Sean Tompkins makes, is just top-notch. It's great. It it hits me right where I live in terms of giving me good ideas, and I really like it. So, step one here. Part one. First session. I need to envision my character's recent history. So, Brigitte's doing the Far Warden thing, which boils down to... The Far Wardens, the way I'm realizing it, are really sort of the unappreciated Rangers of the North thing from Lord of the Rings. Um, you know, helping small communities with beasts and monsters, informal road raid patrols, whatever. Um, which is another one of my jams. You know, that whole Rangers of the North thing is is definitely, I feel that. So this is good for me. Um but all the while, she's got her ear to the ground for word of these far wardens who've gone missing over the years. She she takes these more seriously, uh, since one of the missing far wardens is her mentor Reinhardt. Um, there's whispers, there's rumors about these disappearances within the order, uh, many of which are obviously fantasy, superstition, guesswork. Um, but a few threads float to the surface. You know, a, a letter here, a summons there. Um, the name that keeps coming back up is this is a barony uh, allegedly. Um, or a county that's little more than fog and mountain valleys that no one seems to know how to find. At least no one that Briggs talked to seems to know how to get to the blast. That's the recent past. Um, Since this is basically me reliving an old classic D&D module, though, I'm actually going to start the story in a tavern, okay? Uh, Here's what I wrote down. Because I was, I was, what I was doing as I was playing this thing was I was writing everything down. I was recording it in a uh, Google Doc, and uh, when I got to the point where there was like some sort of scene set or something like that, I sat back and built myself some fiction. Sometimes I borrowed that stuff from the module, um, the original Ravenloft module. Sometimes I just wrote it out myself, or I wrote out the dialogue, all that kind of stuff. So here we go. To a far warden, this is just another dull tavern in another drab town in a province whose name I can't remember. Just passing time between the challenges of the road. Outside the inn, a bone-chilling fog lies over the town this evening, draping everything in a clammy blanket. The damp dirt of the street shines dully in the light of street lanterns. It's no time to be outside. But inside, the food is hearty, and the ale is surprisingly passable. A fire crackles in the hearth and the tavern is alive with the tumbling voices of country folk. Suddenly, the tavern door swings open. A hush falls. Heavy booted footfalls and the jingle of spurs wind through the silence. Brightly colored clothes are draped in loose folds around these two new arrivals. One, The front one's hat hangs askew, hiding his eyes in shadow. Without any hesitation, the leader or the one in front walks directly up to my table and assumes a wide stance with folded arms. He speaks with a heavy accent. I have been sent to deliver this message. If you be honorable, you will come to my master's aid at first light. It is not advisable to travel the Svalic wood, said. He pulls from his tunic a sealed letter addressed to you in beautiful flowing script. He drops the letter on the table and says, Take the west road from here to the Svalic forest at the edge of the mouth. The road there splits the one leading into the forest will in time bring you to mountain passes there you will find my master in Barovi. brigida's heart thumps at the name because she manages but she manages she thinks to remain outwardly expressionless and cool she says nothing does not immediately make any move to pick up the letter amid the continued silent stares of the patronage the fistani, who's a uh, roaming trading clan turns and strides to the bar and says to the stri- barkeep fill the glasses one and all their throats are obviously parched he drops a purse heavy with coin on the bar and with that he leaves the babble of tavern voices resumes although it's somewhat subdued the letter is lying before me it's dated yesterday so barovia can't be that far away and the parchment is sealed, is a crest that i do not recognize So I open up the letter and call for more ale. The letter reads, Hail to thee of might and valor. I, a lowly servant of the township of Barovia, send honor to thee. We plead for thy so desperately needed assistance within our community. The love of my life, Irina Kolyana has been afflicted by an evil so deadly that even the good people of our town cannot protect. She languishes, and I would have her saved from this menace. There is much wealth in this community. I offer all that might be had to thee and thy fellows, if thou shalt but answer my desperate plea. Come quickly, for her time is at hand... All that I have shall be thine, Kolyan Indurovich, Burgomaster. Okay, so this is exactly the kind of lead that Brigitte has been looking for in her personal vow. But at the same time, this letter meets all the requirements of a formal request for aid from the Free Wardens. Hail to thee of might and valor, and so forth. Aside from what I want, I pretty much have to at least go and meet whoever sent me the letter to see if I can help, because they pretty much invoke the Free Wardens. So, I am going to begin the game by laying my hand to iron and swearing an iron vow to help the village if i can now the thing with uh vows in iron sworn i mean it's right on the tin iron sworn you swear on iron and you it's sort of an mmo kind of thing you kind of have multiple quests multiple vows going at any given time in varying levels of difficulty so the thing about finding out the secret behind the free wardens that's quite a difficult quest it's it's time-consuming. Um, troublesome quests, which are the lowest level ones you can get, will complete relatively quickly, um, or can be completed relatively quickly. And then they go from troublesome to dangerous, uh, which still can wrap up pretty quick. Um, uh, I can't remember what the middle one is. Fearsome, half. An enough. Um, and then you get on to like uh, you know the the the, the topmost one and the second from topmost one take quite some time to. Complete. And your background quest that you start out with, your background vow, in this case, my uh, finding out the secret to the uh, history of the Free Wardens, the, the disappearances, is the second from the top, which can take a ton of time to conclude, which is fine because it's the whole backstory thing. It's what's going to be going on kind of in the background. Um, so you have multiple of these things going at any given time and you're working towards completing them. The cool thing about them is there's no real reason that different quests at different levels of difficulty. Um, aren't can't be completed by the same action okay so you might take an action that gets you that advances one of the vows you made that's only troublesome uh which is great but at the same time it's also a tick on this epic quest of finding out more about the free world um really at this point in time if i was being particularly generous i would give myself a tick just for finding out how to get to flipping barovia um that towards that is movement towards finding out what happened with all these free wardens who have uh, vanished. I did not do that in the game, but that's partly me just not really understanding. Uh, Still learning the game. Anyway, so let's talk about, uh, I'm gonna swear an iron vow to uh, come to the aid of Barovia. So let's take a look at this thing. So, swear an iron vow. When you swear upon iron to complete a quest, write your vow and give that quest a rank. Then you roll plus heart. If you make this vow to a person or a community with whom you share a bond, you can add plus one. I am not doing that. Who's rolling? So Brigida is rolling because Brigida is the only one rolling. And this is the roll that I got. Now this is, I don't like this interface. Uh, This is off the uh, Android device and uh, this this is actually me rolling a 1, I think, and adding 3 from my heart, but it displays very poorly uh, in here the way that it shows. It doesn't show that that's really set up, but you can see I rolled and I'm adding 3 and I got a 4. So the way the dice mechanic in Iron Sworn works is you roll one six-sided dice. So this it's like Powered by the Apocalypse in terms of the sort of success arc, although it's a little flatter. Um, it doesn't have the bell curve that, that the 2d6 of most Powered by the Apocalypse games has. But it, the way the challenge dice work and stuff, it gives you a similar kind of feel. It's a little bit swingier. I will say it's a little bit swingier. So what you do is you roll your action dice and then you compare it to two 10s two 10 dice with no modifiers they never have modifiers and then if you beat one of the dice but one of the dice beat you that's that mixed success that's common and powered by the apocalypse games if you beat both of the challenge dice that's a that's a strong hit that's what they call a strong hit uh the mixed one is called a weak hit and if both of the if you fail to beat and you do have to beat them if you fail to beat both of the challenge dice then you fail um or something goes horribly awry you get what you want but it's you know things get much worse uh and then compounding that is the question as to whether or not the challenge days came up doubles if they came up doubles uh then either and you beat them then it's like a crit success it's it's really really good and if you are beaten by them and their doubles things get especially bad um in this case it's it's a pretty typical kind of Result, I get a mixed success. So I'm determined, but I begin my quest with more questions than answers. So I take plus one momentum and I envision what I do to find my path. So I kind of have directions. Uh, momentum, again, is a resource that you can use to modify roles. Uh, uh, and I'm starting out with a momentum of two, which is sort of the baseline. You can go into negatives with it, and the highest you can go is 10. Um, so we'll. Talk some more about that uh, when I get it. In this case, I'll just um, uh, go from where I am. So, I beat one of the two, mixed success, the results of which are indicated at the bottom of the image. Um, I've got questions, more questions than answers, which is true. Um, at least I know which way to go. So, I'm going to Barovia, and while I don't think it's going to be a particularly horrible journey, I think there could be complications. So, I'm going to use a move, a series of moves uh, that they use in Iron Storm called Undertake a Journey. I'm only going to make it a troublesome journey which opens up the door to complications without making the whole game just about getting to the main action you can do that you can do there's going to be some sort of epic journey that you're going to be taking um you know you could do the entire thing from the shire all the way out or say rivendell all the way to mordor and do it as a journey um with action interspersed but every sort of move along the map is a role to advance that thing you could do you can absolutely do that you That would actually be a super cool game in this case it's just intervening action that can offer some complications so I'm gonna do it as a troublesome thing to just kind of open the door without it overwhelming it since the journey is only troublesome every success on the Undertaker journey will tick three boxes on a progress bar that's ten boxes long the closer I am towards the end the towards the end of the whole track uh, and you'll see what this looks like as I get down through here um, the closer I get to the end of the track when I try to conclude the journey the better the chance that that journey is going to be somewhat consequence free or at least it's going to end well so uh, next morning the the old Sphalic Road okay black pools of water stand like dark mirrors along the muddy roadway thick cold mists spread a pallor over the road Tree trunks stand on both sides of the road, their branches reaching up into the mist. In every direction, the mists grow thicker and the forest grows more oppressive. Let's see how things go. All right, undertake a journey. When you travel across hazardous or unfamiliar lands, first set the rank of your journey and make a progress track for it. Then, for each segment of your journey, you roll plus wits. If you are setting off from a community with which you share a bond, you can add plus one to your initial roll. Who's rolling? In this case, again, Brigida, obviously. Um, all right, so I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll at wits. Uh, Brigida's wits are two, as you can see on the thing. It's uh, I've got. I'm adding two to the uh, roll, and with the roll I get, I there's no way to beat a ten because you can't roll higher really than a ten. Um, that's where your roll, your action dice roll, is capped. And a tie always goes in favor of the challenge day. So th- I'm definitely not going to get a strong hit no matter what I do. I do get a weak hit because I beat the two quite handily. You reach the waypoint and mark progress, but you suffer minus one supply. This is pretty straightforward. Now, as I mentioned before, supply is a numeric value. It sort of abstracts all of your you know, gear and everything like that. And uh, it can be expended. When it gets down to zero, you pick up a condition called unprepared, which penalizes some other activities, and it's it's very very difficult to fix that uh, once you have it. So you kind of want to try to avoid that if you can. Um, minus one supplies per pretty not not that big a deal. It's it's fine. I travel and I eat. Yeah, so a roll of five plus two for my wits is really solid, uh, but nothing is going to beat that ten. So luckily the other dice is a two uh no major complications uh except minus one to my supply so i envision Brigitta pushing herself along the road pushing herself harder than she probably normally would not taking time to hunt not taking time to forage as she goes and just using up preserved trail food instead that's fine i mark progress uh tighten my belt and march on so i want to show you what the progress thing actually looks like so this is what a progress track looks like for iron sworn you basically label the, the track that you're tracking like what it's for in this case i'm traveling to barovia and i've got this 10 box track that i'm trying to fill in since it's only troublesome every time i get a six su- some sort of success even just a weak hit toward that thing that i'm trying to progress on three boxes fill in and then when you're ready to conclude the journey you roll the two ten sided dice and you pretend that your roll. Is equal to however many boxes you have filled in so if i can fill in like nine boxes that's great because it's like i rolled a nine and then i roll my 210 sided dice to see if my nine beats those two dice um and this is how this progress track is how conclusions to quests like how well how far you've you've proceeded or how far you've gone toward concluding a vow that's how those tracks are handled for vows it's how they're handled for travel um, it's how they're handled for fights against monsters. You have to fill up the bar and then conclude the fight, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, in Starforge, which is the sci-fi version of this, there's also tracks for building relationships with communities and with people. There's also tracks for making, like, discoveries, like learning things about the universe and the galaxy and that kind of thing um, as you're traveling around. So uh, tracks are very, you know, useful. And those of you who messed around with Power by the Apocalypse in the past and stuff like that will find this somewhat, it's, it's sort of their... Sh- echoes of uh you know the 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 wheels uh the clocks in original apocalypse world and the stuff that gets used in like um oh uh, the, the lo- clocks get used in a lot of power by the apocalypse stuff and this is sort of reminiscent of that pretty strongly reminiscent of that so um i like the way it's implemented here it's it's pretty neat so that's the progress to along the road of varovia so uh, that gets me to what I know in the, um, from the module, well, I say that this, that gets me to the, sort of the borders of Barovia, like to the gates. So I dug this up off the internet, uh, I think it's from one of the other Ravenloft source books, but it's a great picture, sort of, of the the gates of Barovia as they're described in the original module, but somebody did some uh, much more modern, I think, art for that, for the gates. Art, which does not exist in the original module, so, uh, you know, I'm not just, I'm not just using the original book, but. That's fine. Uh, jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road, high stone buttresses loom up gray in the fog. Huge gates hang from the stonework. Two statues of armed guardians silently flank the gate. Uh, their heads, missing from their shoulders, now lie among weeds at their feet. They greet you only with silence. I like this vibe. It's got a little bit of the Argonoth from Lord of the Rings in it. Um, but it's got its own little flavor, which is pretty great. It's a lovely vibe. Uh, Brigida passes the gates, enters the land of Barovia itself. The fog somehow colder, denser. The sun seems robbed of its warmth. So let's roll that undertake a journey move and see how things progress. All right, traveling again, and I'm just gonna cut right to the roll here. And the roll, <sighs> that's a colossal fuck you from the dice. Uh, okay. I am waylaid by a perilous event. Pay the price. Ouch. Okay damn it not only do i miss the move even with a nearly perfect six plus two but the doubles on the challenge days mean that things go bad and introduce an unwelcome unforeseen twist i don't know what price i should pay so i for that i'm going to consult the pay the price oracle there's an oracle built into the game so if you don't know what the price might be you can just roll on the oracle for this I'm going to switch in these screenshots to Roll20 eventually, but I did all this gaming at an airport using my phone and an Android app uh, that's apparently been discontinued again. Uh, So anyway, the deal with... um Yeah, you can tell that this was taking place for me before uh, quarantine because I was at an airport. So, I check out the oracle for pay the price. When you suffer an outcome of a move, choose one. Roll on the following table. Uh, Surprising development complicates your quest. All right, so I'm traveling after the gate. I'm in Barovia. That seems to double down on the unexpected something happens and things get complicated. I'm going to go with horribly complicated uh, since this is coming off of a full double whammy failure on the journey roll as well. Now normally in Iron Sworn I would consult the Oracle for some ideas on what should happen but I actually have a scene that I never used in the original version of this that I ran with my daughter. That um, should fit the bill just fine. So we're going to meet an NPC. Uh, I decided to hit, because I want to learn a little bit more about this NPC that we're going to meet, I hit a few of the Ironsworn Oracles for a name and a description, because they have those um, set up there to just kind of help you. The Oracles are fantastic for, you know, I'm stuck. I, you, you can get invention and creation fatigue, especially when you're playing solo. And having those oracles is super helpful. So I hit a few of the oracles and I get the name Mira and a description of wild and sick, which is both horrible and um, perfect. So Brigida is probably a half an hour to an hour past the gate of Barovia when she spots someone on the road ahead, a woman. Tangled black hair, a white shift, uh, utterly insufficient to the damp and the cold. Barefoot, Brigida notices as the woman shuffles towards her down the road. Pale skin, almost gray skin. And a hatchet in her hand. Mm. Brigida slips her shield from her easy carry position to a ready position and calls out, "Hello, sister. Are you lost? Can I help you?" The woman continues to shuffle forward. Her face is shrouded by her wild hair. Tension tightens the muscles of Brig's shoulders. The woman, young, I think, stops a half dozen paces short of Brigida. Silence fills the forest, and then the axe hand swings up, level. With the axe pointed at, sort of extended at, the far warden, at me. End my suffering. The woman's voice is dry and cracking. It makes you thirsty just to hear it. She finally lifts her head enough that I can see her face. And it's gaunt and it's gray and her teeth are her teeth are wrong. Brigitte tenses. Her eyes widen slightly and searches the woman's face. What happened? So what I'm doing right now is I'm attempting to gather information. I'm taking this opportunity. Now I'm not going to learn anything nice because... I am coming off of a bad failure on this, but I am gonna, I'm possibly going to learn some stuff. Uh, so, when you search an area, ask questions, conduct an investigation, or just follow a track, roll plus wits. If you act within a community again, or ask questions of a person with whom you share a bond, add plus one. And then there's conditions for what kind of run, we, what kind of roll we get. Uh, if it's a strong hit, you learn more stuff we can't learn less and it's less useful on a miss so on and so forth so let's check out what we get i've switched over to roll 20 by this point in time so i've got better screenshots or more appropriate ones so i'm rolling plus wits uh my actual action score is a five my challenge days come up an eight and a one so the information is going to complicate the quest but i do get plus one momentum so that tracks with what i've been dealing with so far my name the girl breathes almost sighs, is Mira. Her voice is wistful, as if she sang the name of a childhood friend that she's almost forgotten and misses deeply. Her eyes, cold and hard and black, bite the tone of her voice, focused back on Brigida. Creatures, dark things, came to my family's home. My mother and my father, they killed. I hid my brother before they found... Him. They didn't kill you? They destroyed, the woman says, baring her throat to show marks there. She laughs and says... They laughed and said I would be welcome in their fold when the moon rose over my new life and left me in the ruins of my old life. I took my brother to town and left him on the doorstep of the church and fled." Brigida frowns. Why? You, you could have stayed. Her head dro- droops. I could, I could hear his heartbeat by the end and I wanted it, I wanted it so badly. She looks up at Brigida. I can't be this, I can't be a thing that would take my own brother and I know That's what I would become. She opens her mouth and it's too wide and it bends back too far. And there are two, two. Again, she thrusts the ax forward. End me, please, please. Brigida stares at the ax for what feels like a very long time, but she knows that at least something about what has, she knows at least something about what's happened, knows at least something about what Mira will become or may already technically be. Eventually she takes the ax, acts and does what she must but it is not without cost so since this is part of a troublesome journey i I take i think i take appropriate stress from this interaction it's a minus one to my spirit which is sort of my mental and spiritual hit points there's two tracks for this and once i take that that damage from having to do this thing i do the endure stress move which can work out to your advantage in that if you roll really well on that you can kind of shake off some of the damage that you take so you know, every hit does not land as hard as you think it does and some hits land harder than you think than you expected. so here's the move when you face mental shock or despair suffer spirit equal to your foe's rank or as appropriate to the situation if your spirit is zero suffer minus one moment minus momentum equal to the remaining spirit that you're supposed to take then roll plus heart or plus spirit whichever one is higher who's rolling so my spirit is still I actually did this wrong on here my spirit is still a four at this point so I should have rolled plus spirit it doesn't really matter in this case since my dice were fine anyway uh, my roll ended up being actually it was a ten but uh, it was a nine at least against a two and a three so I get a full success a strong hit and I get to shake it off if your spirit is greater than zero uh suffer minus one momentum in exchange for plus one spirit you know strong hit this is pretty good since my spirit is above zero it's four after i took the hit i have the option of dropping my momentum by one to take a plus one to spirit Uh, the scene with mirror takes the energy out of my step a little bit more than a little bit but um, i'm able to shrug off the damage to my spirit i like that and i like not being down in spirit this early in the game uh momentum loss i can deal with uh i'm at four currently so i drop that to a three and I effectively ignore the spirit damage for all intents and purposes. It it, it takes a little bit of a spring out of my step, but I'm otherwise okay. Now, I understand the game well enough now to realize that, um, I believe progress can still happen. I need, I should probably go back and look at that. Yeah, I had to double check the move. for undertake a journey it doesn't specifically say it on this screenshot but for undertake a journey the deal is that you uh, it only specifically says that you mark progress if you get a success so i don't actually get to mark progress um whether it's a weak hit or a strong hit doesn't matter you you're going to be able to mark progress the only question is how much and, and what other benefits or downsides there might be but if you fail you just you just don't so i need to undertake a journey again all right so that's uh A 5 against an 8 and a 4, so I reach a waypoint and mark progress, but I suffer minus 1 supply. Uh, The 3 plus 2 gets me a 5, so that's fine. So we can't. um, That moves my progress on this journey to 6 total, but I take another ding to my supply. I imagine that I'm using up a few more consumables while burying Mirrors Remains, and then moving on from there. I don't actually think I'm very far from town now, so I'm going to actually risk rolling to reach my destination, um, which maybe isn't the best thing to do because I'm I'm basically rolling a six against a couple of tens, and I don't know what's going to happen there. So let's take a look at reach your destination. I'm going to uh, let's let's take a look at what that looks. All right, when you jer- when your journey comes to an end, roll the challenge dice and compare to your progress. Momentum is ignored on this roll. So I don't get to use my momentum to help myself out on this. Travel to Barovia. It's up at six. I roll my challenge dice, a five, and a seven. Whew! So I at least got a weak hit. You arrive, but you face an unforeseen hazard or a complication. Envision what you find. Ask the oracle if you're not sure. So another weak hit. You arrive, but face an unforeseen complication. More complications. Awesome. Ask the oracle if unsure. And luckily... I have a good oracle for this that isn't even the oracle from the Iron Swarm book because I have the oracle of the module and the module provides a lovely complication that I can use right here. So the last part of your journey is still within thick woods. It's hard to see much of the countryside. What you do spot, however, is a body, barely visible under a bush near the side of the road. I move to inspect the body. It's male, dressed like a villager. I'd guess he's been dead for a few days. The remains of his clothes are torn and raked with what look like claw marks. I'm guessing some sort of tradesman. Not wealthy. Not particularly well-fed, either, before he died. There are many paw prints in the soft soil around his body, big ones, probably wolves and heavy enough to make an imprint. And he has an envelope clutched in his hand. The letter, unlike the one that I got at the inn yesterday, last yesterday evening, which was dated only the day pre- previous, is dated a week ago. The envelope is sealed with a wax seal stamped with a big B and the parchment again unlike the other letter is worn and flimsy with the damp it reads hail to thee of might and valor okay this sounds familiar i the burgomaster of barovia send you honor with despair my adopted daughter the fair irina has been these past nights bitten by a creature calling its race vampire for over 400 years this monster has drained our land of the lifeblood of its people Now my dear Irina languishes from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. Yet I fear, too, the creature has some more cunning plan in mind. He has become too powerful to be fought any longer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle the land with armies and the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the evil one may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from our evil fate. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Burn this place. Then return for your reward after we have departed for a better life. Kolian Indirovich, Burgomaster. So, while the wording is in places similar to the other letter, the handwriting is not doesn't look remotely like the handwriting on the other letter fantastic two messages very different requests within no real way to see which one is the real one yet not without further information so i take the letter i bury the body and i keep moving the ground is soft it doesn't take long to dig with a camp tool but brig hears the howl of wolves a couple times in the distance as i wrap up first one and then two a few minutes later she wastes little time hurrying on to town and presumed safe that's where i'm going to stop for now we're going to get to the village of barovia next and see what we can figure out about what the hell what the hell is going on what's going on in this town Find out. thanks for hanging out with me guys i hope you're enjoying this this is kind of fun